welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast. I'm your host, Camille, and today we are joined by a special co-host and friend of mine, um, Charlie Fields. He is a co-host of Thirsty for Hallmark Podcast, another Hallmark podcast like myself. Charlie, you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Yeah, I live in Aspen, Colorado. I've been watching Hallmark movies for many years, and really just wanted somebody to talk about them with and wanted to reach and communicate with other people who watch Hallmark. So I started my podcast in January with my good friend, Mary, who also loves them. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think anybody's as obsessed with Hallmark as I am anyway, like in my life. So you're lucky to have like someone who's, who likes it as much as you do. <laughs> yeah. I do feel lucky for that. <laughs> But anyway, talk about um, podcast, Hallmark podcast news. Um, Bubbly Sash got canceled after the Hallmark's official podcast, Bubbly Sash. Yeah, why? I don't know, but they're no longer continuing with it after Goodwitch. They announced that this week. So. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Jack and Jacqueline and Shaw is no longer going to mm-hmm. be doing the Bubbly Sash podcast. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a fan of the podcast. I don't like a lot of, for some reason, I don't like a lot of podcasts that spend most of the time, a lot of the time talking about advertising or whatever. So I'm not one of those people that like to listen to buy coffee or, buy, you know, buy wine or, you know, I mean, I sponsored by so-and-so wines. So I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like that podcast. I like their interviews. Yeah, they have good interviews. Yeah. Yeah. But I just. And I like their personalities too, but you're right. There were a lot of ads. Yeah, I'm not an ads person. I'd rather just listen to people talking. Anyway, so um, this week we are continue. We are talking about the movie Sweet Carolina, starring Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines. I think this is the second Hallmark movie with them. The first one was um, Winter and Vale. So this is their, This is Lacey and. Tyler's second movie and this one is a different feeling than Winter in Vale which this is more a dramatic overtone not less comedy and less romance and stuff and like literally I was crying within the first 10 minutes (laughs) I literally uh, Anyway, so just a quick rundown on the movie. Um, Lacey plays Josie, who's a marketing executive and, you know, has the worst news a person can get, which is that her sister and best friend and her brother-in-law died in what sounded like a car accident because the mom was talking about a truck crossing the lane or whatever. And she's left, the sister left the kids in her custody and things. So, yeah, man, that, that phone call was heartbreaking. Like, yeah, Lacey, she transformed because she answered the phone all happy. Yeah. And then she got immediately 
shocked and sad. You, you saw so many emotions on her face. It was a really great performance. I, I, that, at first when she was making the a face, I was, I laughed because I was like, that's a weird face to make just before crying. And then, then it was like, oh no, no, this is not laughing. This is like devastating. And it, it had me thinking to myself, like, I'm not, I'm lucky. I've never been in that situation where I had a family member pass away suddenly um, I had a friend who passed away uh, two years ago, one of my closest friends, and he was my next door neighbor too. Um, I just remembered my landlord like t- calling me and telling me, hey, can you go knock on his door? I haven't seen him outside all day, you know? I went, knocked on his door, didn't hear from him. I didn't hear a response from him, didn't hear anything. Um, when my neighbor, my maid lord went to unlock it, and then he came, she came back to my apartment. And she was like, Mr. Steve died. And I remember going, oh, what? And, it, and I like literally was about to start crying, sort of like Josie was in that scene in my landlord was like, no, 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 you can't react. You can't react right now. We need to contact his family. I need you to like, you know, get get phone numbers or whatever, find people that we can contact or whatever. And so like, I didn't, I didn't get to process, I didn't get to cry. I honestly didn't get to cry till like a couple of weeks later because I went straight to business mode to like try to help with his family, you know, contacting his family who was in California, with, you know, and then helping them unpack his apartment and stuff like that. The first time I cried was like a week later when I saw his truck drive away. Mm. His family took his truck. Uh, when I was, uh, it to me was like the first time I let the emotions release because I used to always look out my window and see that truck, and that would mean Mr. Steve is home. And now the truck is gone, and it's like, he's no longer oh. home. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, that's sad. It's too bad that, that you weren't allowed to feel it at the moment and then maybe do the business stuff after. Yeah, it, I mean, thinking about it now, yeah, I wish that I had that moment right then and there, but it, it was like, I had to turn it off and just like focus on business stuff. And when the business stuff was over, I was able to like, let it happen. But I can't, I can't imagine, Mr. Steve was old. So he died of natural causes. I think he had a heart attack or something like that. He was in his early seventies, but um, his, his, her sister was only looked to be in her thirties, and you know she had two young kids, Delilah and Ben. And I can't imagine losing somebody. Yeah, I'm to lose both of your parents at once. It's one of the saddest things that could ever happen. Yeah. So very it's- different from normal Hallmark movies that we watch. I know. I'm going to start crying, so don't get it. Don't, like, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, around that part of the movie, I heard Mary to my left laughing. And I look over, but she wasn't laughing. That was just kind of how it sounded when she was crying. And she was like, Charlie, where are the tissues? <laughs> you weren't crying. I, not at that moment. I cried a little bit later. Oh, yeah. I think I cried uh, during the funeral. Yeah. When they were showing the, the sun outside, kind of wanting to be alone. Uh, yeah. But that was very sad. Josie, leave him alone. Let him. That's why he was out there so that he could like. Dirty. One thing that's great about that was great about this movie is how each with each family member, you you kind of saw how each person grieved and how they like went on their own journey of grieving. Um, yeah, the I love the fact that each character sort of went through their own grieving process the son kind of um wanted to isolate himself and just like be left alone or whatever and delilah was you know more open to like um wanting help and more open with her emotions and more talking or whatever and the dad pretty much went through anger (laughs) it sounded to me Mm -hmm. like the dad was like just angry and stuff and the mom and he also went into doing stuff yeah just trying to push it push it out of his mind yeah yeah and so but um this is where they beat the lawyer after the funeral and i guess the shock the grandparents expected them to be the ones who get custody of the kids but it was Josie, who got custody of the kids, legal guardianship and stuff. And that, this is the thing that most people do is, you know, you, you select godparents, right? You select a godmother, godfather. You, you like sometimes have a casual conversation with a friend or with a sibling and say, you know, if something were to happen to me, can you take care of my kids or whatever? And we all say yes, because, you know, of course I'd take in your kids. Duh, that's not even going to be a question. But you also say yes in hopes that you never have to. So it's like it hurts when they actually, when you actually have to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I did wonder why, why she didn't have that conversation because Josie was shocked. She didn't know that she was named the guardian. No. But you know what? My my sister has two kids, and I don't know who she has as the guardian. Maybe you should ask her. I should, yeah. How old are your nieces and niece or nephew? They are thirteen and ten. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of close to the ages of these kids. Yep. Mm. They like like they're maybe fifteen and. 13 or something, you know, pre-teens, teenager years. Mm-hmm. But Tyler also put on his Twitter that his brother asked him the same question. Like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, he was like, my brother had just asked me last year you know, if something were to happen to him and his wife, would, she, would he take his niece and nephew or whatever, nieces, and, he, you know, he didn't say whether he would, but I would assume he would. But I 
I would have this movie kind of hit home to him because he, he just had that conversation. And like I said, we've all we 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 do that. We have conversations with people, but we just never ex- we say yes, but we just never expect it to be yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And stuff. You say yes, hoping that that doesn't happen. And then when it does happen, you're like, holy crap, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, um, so the Josie's parents were not, were like, oh, she's got to go back to New York. Let's switch the legal guardianship to us so she can go back to New York. And I feel so bad for Josie. Like, in the beginning of the movie, I felt like her family was so distant with her, especially like her dad and stuff like they I felt like she she they resented her in a way yeah they did I thought like they were jealous yeah and it was like I don't understand it It, they they kept like pushing her off like she's gonna be leaving anyway give her a month you know she'll be gone or whatever so I'm sitting there going like what the F is wrong with you. That's your daughter. Why don't you have more confidence with your daughter than that? Shoot. I did not like that. And I didn't think that was realistic either. Yeah. That that was that was one thing that I wish they had touched upon more is what the F is wrong with them? <laughs> what is the backstory with her dad? having that resentment he was just like oh you know i was struggling with my daughter being all alone in a big city but that doesn't mean you have that doesn't explain your contempt it seemed like you know what i mean yeah i i would have expected that they would sit down and make a plan for how this is going to work out and it seemed like they didn't they just doing it by the seat of their pants yeah, and I did not, and the scene where, like, the mom and the dad were at the window, and she was, like, on the phone with Owen, and, you know, on the bridge or whatever, and they're sitting there, like, um, taking bets on how long she's going to last. It was just, like, what the, what is wrong with you? That's your daughter, you know? Why are you, Ugh, I did not like that at all. I did not like that. But that that whole storyline with her dad was so sad. And we did get really a resolution to that. It was like, it was just dropped. It was like, oh, I just didn't like the fact that you moved to New York. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason for you to. But also, why was she straightening her hair and blow drying her hair (laughs) at 3 (laughs) a.m.? It was still dark out. I'm so different. Oh, wait, no. But New York maybe. and North Carolina are the same time zone. Because <laughs> I was about to go, like, maybe it's a time zone difference. But then I realized both states that she was in were East Coast. <laughs> yeah, same time zone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would understand if she went from, like, New York to California. Then there's a three-hour time difference. And it would be like her doing her hair at 3 a.m. would be understandable because that's 6 a.m. in New York time. (laughs) 
it's little things like that in Hallmark movies that bother me so much. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of time to fix that. Like, <laughs> Lacey, come on. Lacey should have just raised her hand and, and said something. She probably produced it, right? Yeah, she did. She, she This is her 26th movie, Hallmark movie that she made. 26. And her um, the first movie that she created and executive produced for Hallmark. Like she created this movie from the beginning. Wow. But yeah, she was... That, and that, I, this is also why I think that... Um, I maybe I I should not I should I I shouldn't hate on Lacey because I do like her she's she's a great actress and stuff but the movie was too centered around Josie I feel like there was so much lacking on everybody else because <laughs> again there's the storylines with the dad I want I'm more intrigued with that. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. why are you hating? Why are you hating on your daughter? What, what did she do to you? <laughs> Where is this coming from? And you're right, it could be jealousy because it seems like he owns a restaurant in North Carolina. And, you know, now his daughter is like, you know, um, successful in a big city or whatever. So maybe he's jealous that she got, she got to make it big in a big city, but. You're still her dad. Why? <laughs> I do have a theory that he was being extra mean to her because he wanted her to leave soon. And he thought if she didn't leave soon, she would stay, but then leave later. And then that would be harder on the kids. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's just so many things. The kids go back to normal pretty much. Um, normal schedule pretty quickly after the funeral they go back to school and they go back the girl goes back to basketball practice which cooper (laughs) was um her coach and stuff and cooper and josie Josie. has a history of being high school sweethearts they were prom king and queen yeah i actually got a tweet from lacy Really? I'm, I'm going to put it on a frame because on their dancing, um, I was like, I like the song that they're dancing to. What song is this? And she retweeted me and she also quote retweeted me saying that it was Collide by Howie Day or whatever. And, oh. yeah, and then I asked if um, Glenn Gordon, who was who played Ben, was really playing the guitar in that scene. And she was like, yeah, that's really Glenn. Um, so I got two responses from her. You mean that, the, the son? The, yeah. The actor? Wow, he was a good guitar player. Glenn actually does play guitar in real life, but I guess he, to like learn how to play that song in particular, he um, took special lessons from somebody else. So yeah, his Twitter, um, Bio says, 15-year-old actor and musician. Dang, these kids are young. So yeah, Lacey said that was his actual, him actually playing the guitar on that song and stuff. Mm. So, but yeah, they did a real, he did a pretty good job. And, and like, that's when, you know, see, this is the thing. This is why I had a problem with the ending. People can't say that they saw sparks between 
Tyler and Lacey throughout the movie. And I did too, just a little bit. But it wasn't romantic sparks. You know what I mean? It wasn't like romance. It was like friendship and, you know, support and a little teasing kind Mm -hmm. of thing. But not, I'm in love with you and let's get together and, you know. Attraction. Yes. You're right. I agree. Yeah, I didn't see sparks with, I didn't see romantic sparks with Lacey and um, Tyler in this movie. And I think, and it's good. Because I do, like I said in the, before, this is not the rom-com that we are used to. It would be weird if all of a sudden, like you see Lacey and Tyler going goo-goo eye at each other across the funeral home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but also, at this, that's why that whole kiss and everything else was just so out of the blue like if this movie didn't end with a kiss i would if there was one movie that would not have ended with a kiss this would be it you know what i mean like i it wasn't needed it wasn't necessary it was anyway so there there are a couple of i do have to say though that (laughs) there are some funny parts in this movie to break up the the sadness and the anger and stuff and the, the funny parts are my favorite, you know, because the proposal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that scene. <laughs> I think she had a good reason to believe that. He did pull out a ring box. He pulls out a ring box. She had heard from the jeweler that he was buying an engagement ring. And he was kind of, he was... <laughs> putting on the charm with her. Yeah, he was talking about their first her out kiss all the time. And stuff. Took her to this to the theater alone. Yeah, and you know, she was talking about Pulls out the box says, I want to ask you something. Will you and she, the first the, the question started with will you? <laughs> Tyler's face <laughs> he did he did not say a word for like two minutes but i swear to god his face was just like a whole conversation <laughs> somewhere in the uh i know somewhere in like lacy's josie's rate or whatever she caught on he must have caught on that she was talking about she thought it was marriage so she, he tried to string her along even more by saying okay that's fine i'll just ask another person <laughs> and then um and the other what a, and then also the other scene was when they were throwing flour at each other <laughs> yeah i like that yeah and um they said in the scene that um, they did it all in one shot because Glenn threw the flower, <laughs> the whole bowl on Lacey. <laughs> so it was like, what a dud after that. <laughs> they had to use that scene. I always think about that when there are food fights in movies. Do they have to get all cleaned up and have a backup outfit so they can do more takes? But a homework, I, I don't I think, has the. I would time for that. I would assume that, like you know, for the cleaner 
um, <laughs> food fights, like you know, with when they when they did um, cha- uh, love down under when they Hearts were just throwing, like little nuts at each other or something mm-hmm. like that. It would be easy to sweep that up and keep and like do more than one take before something like flour <laughs> or whatever or chocolate chips or whatever they were throwing around it would probably be um more difficult mm-hmm. to more than one take but yeah that was funny but yeah i just thought that they had these little moments of joy where the kids were smiling and you know the um Josie was kind of like enjoying herself and her family as well. Because <sighs> sometimes it, when you're grieving, you kind of forget that there's happiness also, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you kind of feel guilty when you're happy, I guess. Anyway. Um, and then the, what else is, what else did we talk about? Oh, the brother. The brother is hiding being a baker i don't know why he was hiding that he's a computer tech guy but he seems to be his what is wrong with the dad this this did not make sense so he's got a full-time job at a startup yep but every single morning he breaks into his dad's restaurant without his dad knowing bakes elaborate baked good or pastry takes it to a farmer's market and sells it. And then he goes to work and nobody knows. Look. How does his dad not know? I mean, don't they have security in the restaurant? <laughs> number one, number two. So the, so the son is able to cook all those pastries and clean up before his dad gets to the restaurant or him gets to work. What time does the son go to bed? <laughs> what time is he up in the morning? You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just, that's, there's so many, there was just so many breaks in the storyline that like was weird. And it all. You know that the actor who played the brother played Lacey's ex-boyfriend in Moonlight in Vermont. Oh yeah, I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, that's what he's from. And that movie is going to be playing next Saturday night. Oh God. I I didn't like that movie. What? I did not like that movie. Are you sure? That's the one with the maple syrup guy. I did not like that movie. That, that oh, it's so good. The storyline was boring. No. It was just as boring as the maple syrup coming out. I did like the Christmas waltz that came on this past Sunday. That I didn't was, like that that much either. I loved that one. That one was good. I'm oh, a, you did like I thought you said you didn't like. I, I, I'm a big fan of Will Kemp. So I love Will Kemp. The very first movie that I saw him in was Step Up 2. Oh, The Streets? Yeah. So that's the story with the brother, which is just... Her process of grief is that she's okay, but, like, her... um, Anytime, like, a mention of her mom comes along, she gets, like, really angry, I guess. So, like, you know the first like real um lash out i guess was when you know josie was like your mom taught you better than that go apologize to your brother because you know 
Delilah was um, teasing Ben. And she was like, you're not my mom. You're no one's mom. How dare you tell me what to do or whatever. And it, it made me cry. <laughs> like, I know like this is weird, but like I understood her pain. Uh, I understood that. Like, and, also, and I also understood where it's like Josie was kind of in a bind where like, how do I deal with this? Like, I don't want to, you know, step, take a step towards the being their mom, but take away from them being mom. But like, you know, how do you, how do you balance that? Yeah, it's easy to be a guardian when you're going to the zoo or doing fun things, but when you have to be serious and discipline the child, that must be really difficult. Yeah. And then same with when um, Josie, Josie found her sister's bracelet that she got her when she was 16 and, you know, had the um, good idea what I thought was a good idea of like passing it on to Delilah and adding a basketball charm for her and stuff like that. But, you know, when she gave it to Delilah, again, Delilah was like, was it happy with it you know which is understandable you know but also at the same time this is why in the last couple of minutes of the movie I just there was so much this this it was so disjointed from the rest of the movie because by then Delilah is okay with the bracelet and she's talking to her classmates about it and talk about how it's her mom's and stuff like that and I'm sitting there going you were just angry like you know a couple minutes ago about this bracelet like how much time period was there between that dinner and this moment now you know what I mean yeah I wonder how much time there was I was thinking a few weeks yeah yeah I don't know I just I I and then um so that's the mom that that's the two kids way of grieving for their mom for their mom and then like the mom the mom we didn't see much story behind her and how she grieved she was just so busy taking care of Josie I guess taking care of everybody else and being sort of like uh, the that mom. woman is everybody's mom and homework the end this is the end where this is why I hate the end because they had this beautiful storyline of grief, love, familial love, and, you know, like true sadness. And it was like real depiction of like, you know, what a family goes, would go through if they lose someone in that way. And then like, I said the last three minutes was, it seemed like Hallmark just remembered, oh yeah, we're Hallmark. So let's add on like <laughs> the kiss at the end. And that was it. And it was like, it did, I, the whole movie, I didn't feel like there was any hints of romance really with, um, what's her name? Josie and Cooper. I mean, did you? I did. When they were slow dancing at the dance, I thought there was a little bit in the, the cooking montage. Some other, there were some other times where I just felt like they did have a spark. 
but I th- and maybe it was probably a little premature to be kissing. But yeah. you also have to remember they were kissing in high school. So it's not such a big leap. No, but I mean, like they did. It's been about, I would assume, about 20 years since high school. <laughs> you know, I mean, Cooper was engaged already and stuff. So. I, my problem with the ending was it all happened so fast. I didn't catch that Lacey was going to do her job remotely and that some other, like the brother was going to take over the restaurant. That all happened so quickly. Yes. I thought there could have been more about Lacey's job, Josie's job. I agree. That was a big plot point in the beginning. I love that that whole scene where where she did the Zoom meeting or whatever. So she like, you know, went off to pick up the kids or whatever. That was funny. Yeah, I wish that they had done more about the job too and it was so weird because like she called her boss and was like yeah let's do a branch out here in North Carolina and I'm like a branch out where <laughs> like what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean it's yes. like you, you're gonna open an office by yourself here in North Carolina is there a marketing executive position here? Like, is there like a market for that kind of job here? You know what I mean? Turn her brother's baking into a nationwide brand. Yes. With her expertise. Yeah. And that could be a new job. Yeah. Uh, like I said, and I like, they wrapped everything with this nice little bow and like put like everything is fine and dandy and great and who you know everybody's happy or whatever so that it just felt so separate from the rest of the movie i did that was the only thing the rest of the movie was great the last five minutes of it was just (laughs) you know like you said the the job was all of the job problem was taken care of. The boss would, was happy to like have her work in North Carolina to do what? I don't know. Her brother was going to take over the restaurant. You know, her dad was going to retire and the kids are happy in school. The boy has a new girl that he likes. The girl is showing her friends the bracelet and then they kiss and it's like, I just, uh, what, <laughs> you know, I, that's the only thing that I did not like about this movie. My big problem with the movie is it, just, it didn't have a clear path. Mm. The story was just kind of dragging for a while after she moved there. And, um, I remember thinking like, what is, what is gonna happen that's gonna make this movie end? I think she was about to leave. Maybe that was supposed to be the big conflict and then she decides to stay. But it wasn't, it wasn't done strongly enough to really you know, put a, a period at the end of it. Yeah, like, yeah, it seemed like the ending was rushed. It wasn't thought out. And I wish that it was thought out more. Um, so how many stars would you give this movie? And what would you 
why? I know you do cupcakes, but I do stars here. You do out of five? Yes. I give it three. Okay, why? Three stars because the performances were amazing. Lacey carried the movie great and the, um, the kids even were such strong actors. And the writing I thought was great too. A lot of good lines, a lot of good dialogue. Uh, but there were just some problems with the story. And I, as I just said, it was, it, I don't know exactly how to say it. It didn't, it didn't have a beginning, middle and an end. It had a beginning and then a long middle and then it just ended for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I also give it three stars. I, Lacey was, did great. And she was the lead, and I feel like she carried the movie. Um, the kids were great. I wish that Tyler had more stuff, not just like being a supportive best friend, supportive friend slash basketball coach. I understand he has said, you know, like in the promotions that this is he's just there to support, he's just supporting, etc. And he, that's what his character did, is just support. And that's what he ended up supporting, you know, Lacey as well. So we didn't get a backstory of Cooper. No, but if you're going to have a big star like Tyler, you got to give him something. You know what I mean? It, it, he, it's, you can't have a big star like Tyler in a movie like this and just give him no storyline, really. You know, because then anybody could have played Cooper in my opinion, even though Lacey says that she couldn't think of anybody else other than Tyler to do it. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, yeah. and the kids were great. Um, <sighs> the, oh, the only negative that could really take away from this is that, like I said, the story, the ending was just a disappointing, this disappointment. I think the ending was just like a fast writing, really, really fast and lazy writing, in my opinion, because it didn't it didn't flow with the rest of the movie. There was it did not connect with the rest of the movie at all, in my opinion. You know, and then um, uh, I really want to interview Tyler. <laughs> really want to interview Tyler. But yes. I think it'll happen. That's that's pretty much it for this movie. What, what, do you have anything else to add that I may have forgotten? I want to add that this is just not my kind of movie. I watch Hallmark to, to escape to a fun, happy, romantic place. I don't want to watch people dying. <laughs> and dealing with the aftermath. So um, why well, I, I did think the movie was pretty good and it was done well. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not my thing. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I think that it'll get back to um, the regular, regularly scheduled Hallmark movies in like two weeks. <laughs> you can listen to me on all platforms of podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, Podbean, 
Tune in to Alexa, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Stitcher. Uh, huh? Stitcher also? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much all platforms. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have, I also have Buy Me a Coffee, which is uh, you can join for, there are two levels of membership for $1. A month, you can like have a voice on the podcast as to what movie I get to. Cho- I will review for weeks that Hallmark doesn't have new movies, and for five dollars a month, you get access to um, never released podcasts as well as raw and unedited footage of interviews uh, that I did. 15 minutes extra, 10 minutes extra that I added out. That's also on there. Um, also, yeah, the, the extra podcast that I will be reviewing this month is Birthday Wish because this past Wednesday was my birthday. So this is my birthday month. Oh, yeah. Birthday month, it's Birthday Wish. Um, follow up me on Instagram so you get at Hallmark Heartbeats. Facebook Hallmark Hallmark Heartbeats Podcast and Twitter Hallmark Heartbeat One. And then on that's about it for me. What about you, Charlie? Do your thing. Plug in. Okay, my podcast is called Thirsty for Hallmark. And you can follow us on Instagram at Thirsty for Hallmark and on TikTok at Thirsty for Hallmark. Yep. I try to put up some memes and cute videos, but I've been, I haven't posted in a little while because I've been really busy playing tennis. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. I don't know what else. Overcast is one. I've, I've seen that we have listeners who listen on that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think our, our host just pushes it out to all, to all these different places. I don't even know all of them. <laughs> that's cool okay so um i think that's about it okay so next week hallback does not have a new movie but i will be posting a small little poll so you guys can see you guys can choose which movie i should review um that poll would be a choice between four movies which is Nature of Love, Love Takes Flight, Season of Love, and All Summer Long. So that's the little poster that I made. So help me choose which movie to review to prepare for summer. So um, whoever, whichever one um, wins the poll will probably, I will review next week. And then we're taking a hiatus the next two weeks. They're actually doing a memorial. Hallmark is doing a memorial Memorial Day Marathon for for next two weeks from today, the last weekend of Monday. So um, the last weekend of May, so Sunday and Monday, they will be doing eight movies for the um, marathon. Anyway, and then after that, that would be, you have been Aloha starring Kavon Smith and Pascal Hutton, who is um, Lee and Rosemary on What Caused the Heart. You asked about what's the storyline there. It says, 
where the host of a popular travel show resides, the network enlists Paige, who's played by Hutton, to step in for the next season set in Hawaii. Unbeknownst to her, they also hired Ben, who's played by Smith, who likes to push everything to the extreme. You had me at Aloha. And then um, June 12th is The Baker's Son, and that stars Eloise Mumford and Brent Doherty. Um, Matt, mm, Matt, yeah, Matt, Eloise, I think is from like Veterans Christmas, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. Ella, Matt, oh, yeah, Mary said that. Yeah, Matt, who is played by Doherty, passion transforms his bread from bland to brilliant, but when his bread loses its magic, the island locals panic and turn to Annie, Matt's childhood friend, and true love for help. And then the third, June 19th is Her Pen Pal, starring Mallory Jansen and Josh Sass. All I know about this movie is that it's set in um, Paris in, I believe, Belgium. Ooh. The storyline is event planner Victoria can't wait to attend and plan her best friend's wedding in Paris. But when she finds out her ex is bringing a date, Victoria reconnects with her French childhood pen pal. And then Sand Dollar Cove, that's the one with Chad Michael Murray. Oh, yeah. Ali Michalka. Yes, I love Ali Michalka. I'm so excited. Oh, you're telling me that I actually am saying her name correctly? Yay. Yes, of course I know her. Okay, I think Ali and AJ. I grew up on Disney Channel. (laughs) I grew up on Disney Channel. (laughs) When they announced it on the Facebook groups, I feel like nobody cared that she was in a movie. I was like, it's Allie, Phil of the future. I know, but she looks That's different. That's gonna be good. She, she looks different from when she was younger. She's got. She. I think she looks the same. I think she looks different. Um. So this one is starring Chad Michael Murray and Ali Bichaka. Is this Allie's first Hallmark movie? I think so. Yeah, I've never seen her. I don't remember her being on Hallmark. And she's I a, think she's taken a break from acting since Easy A. Since who? Easy A. What's oh yeah. With um Ella what? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Real estate development project manager Ellie is sent by her company to the quaint seaside Connecticut town of Sand Dollar Cove to acquire the beachfront property they've chosen as the site for their new resort. Brody, the charming local who holds the deed, wants to make sure the town's beloved pier, where many memories have been made over the years, remain intact. So pretty much, again, it's another, like, basic Hallmark storyline of... As luck would have it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many other, there are many, many other movies I can think of that has the same basic storyline where um, big business comes in, tries to buy the property, and there are people who don't want them to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, that's about it for this week. Um, I am Camille. And I'm Charlie. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Camille. <laughs>